The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, is brought to you by, well, of course, you. If you want to learn more about how you can support the show, go to patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Hey everybody, welcome into the Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. This is episode 112. I'm your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. So, Burley, how you doing? Uh, survived the first day of Pokemon, yeah? Pokemon yeah. Scarlet and Violet, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get as much playtime because mm-hmm. I got called into work on my vacation. Uh, an yeah, emergency yeah. that didn't turn out to really be an emergency. I see, I see. Oh, fine. <laughs> And Carl, uh, Persona, Persona Five Royale, uh, treating you well? Yeah, sure is. Wait, Burley, who's your starter? What'd you end up with? Uh, I started with Spaghetto, the grass little kitty. Uh, uh-uh. My 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 chat my chat made me pick. I let I leave that up to my my audience to pick. Yeah. Okay. So first time I, in a long time I've had to use a grass starter, so this would be interesting. Yeah. Look, I I I'm I'm like. You got to look at the final form. I don't know. You're not going to be happy, I assume. <laughs> I have not uh, seen any of them. I haven't seen the middle evolutions or final forms of yeah. any of them. This is I the first think... time in a long time I've had this happen in a Pokemon game, which is nice. It did. I don't think it leaked, right? I, I saw it because the game's out now, so they're just putting it out there. And well, like, the, the game leaked a, leaked a couple days ago because like yeah. some stores went early, and I'm okay, sure Nintendo yeah. is going to be going after them. You know, I was telling you guys that I was thinking of uh, going into my local electronics store and taking some like uh, shots of people in line to to buy, you know, the the Pokemon games for their kids. You know, it's kind of like the annual lineup, you know, <laughs> on the day right after because it's usually Friday and then of course Saturday all the parents take the kids to go buy the game. But in my local Yodabashi, it's it's weird. Uh, there are three different floors, uh, uh, floor six, floor seven, floor eight for the electronic store. And usually the, the games were on the seventh floor. But from yesterday, they started moving everything to the sixth floor. So it's like none of the people know exactly where the game section is now. I mean, maybe they did that on purpose because they didn't want anybody to buy Pokemon today or something. I don't know. Man. It was crazy. <laughs> But yeah, now it's like combined with the TV section. Now you have the game section and the esports section kind of combined together. So whereas on the seventh floor now, they used to have the game uh, section uh, with the regular toys. And now now the seventh floor is just the toys and then other electronic goods outside of that. But yeah, I was was surprised. So uh, yeah, it's like... uh, not very good planning on their parts, I think, when it came to uh, you know getting Pokemon sales today. <laughs> yeah, we we got our, our first snow here, and it's uh, it's a doozy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard the, the, Bills game was, the Bills game was moved to Detroit. That's what yeah, I heard. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, it hit this area. Like right? Orchard Park is like next town over, right with the stadium. Right. That's like 
10 minutes away if I want to go there. And yeah, I mean, it's, well, we have, we have over three feet here. I'm basically snowed in. Like I, I can't, like, I don't know if they came yet. To, I don't know if they came yet to clear out the snow, like by the door, but like, wow. it's, oh, it's a lot. Oh, oh, you're in an apartment. They ain't doing that. <laughs> well, here they do. Like in Buffalo, they're usually good on it. Although there's a travel ban in this area, right? That's going on. So I have a feeling maybe that's why they haven't come out because there are people, people getting trapped in their cars. You know, the, the people having to abandon their cars on the roads because they just, they get stuck and there's nothing they can do anymore. Wow. Wow. Um, and uh, two people have died already. So it's, you know, it's tragic. That happens. Do they have Carl out on the freeways there? Do they have like uh, chain services? Like I know in California, when, you know, my family and I used to drive up to the Sierra mountains, uh, once you got to a certain level where the snow started falling, they would have chain services on the road where uh, three or four uh, uh, state workers, they would help put chains on your tires. Huh. Uh, so no, no, I've never heard of that. Huh. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you I'm, just I'm pay like out. a certain amount and they, they put yeah. the chains on your tires. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've, uh, I did what I was supposed to do and I, I got some supplies from the store before a storm came and I'm just staying home. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, a perfect excuse to play video games. And that's what we're talking about here on the podcast. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, of course, uh, uh, the Pokemon. Scarlet and Violet. We're going to be talking about the Game Award nominees in this episode, our topic of the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Game of the Year uh, nominees. And of course, you know, Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok are among the uh, among two of them. We're going to talk about those. But before we get to uh, our uh, weekly discussion and the weekly news beat, here's a brief word about where you can find the podcast. Before the crew discuss what they have been playing, this episode of The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, in audio and video formats, will be going to Patreon in early access for one day after being recorded. So if you would like to support the show and become a patron at the entry tier 1 level at $1 per month and get early access to every episode in audio and video formats, exclusive post-show content in video format when recorded, as well as watch or listen ad-free, please visit patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast for further details. Weekly on Sundays, the podcast will be uploaded to all free podcast services, where you can find us on any podcast app for iOS or Android, and in video format on our YouTube channel, The Arena Productions. For the audio version, just download your favorite podcast app and search for The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, subscribe, follow us, post a review and leave us questions, comments, and feedback if you like, if that feature is available there, and spread the word about the podcast. We also have a Discord called The Arena Podcast, where you can join and chat with the Arena Podcast community, and the podcast audio website is at thearenapodcast.podbean.com, where you can follow us and leave questions and comments as well. For all information regarding the podcast and our entertainment and pop culture-related content, along with our blog and forums, visit the official website of The Arena Productions at www.thearenaproductions.com. Finally, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Arena, A-M-P-G-N-P, as well as on Instagram at The Arena underscore podcast. Now, back to the show. Okay, guys, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Yeah, I know, Burley, you started Pokemon, right? Uh, Carl, I know you're still continuing on with persona five Royale. 
I'm still playing God of War Ragnarok. I put about three hours in today. And um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's it's like Atreus speaks a lot more in the in the realm that I'm in now. Basically, I'm in this realm of the dwarves and you're on like a little kayak and you're going down this river and then you have to there's lots of puzzles to open up the the gates you know to get through from one area to another and everything but atreus is doing most of the talking you know and so kratos i mean i I love kratos you know but just his personality man i just i just have never been able to you know come to grips with his you know you know type of personality you know and and atreus you know he's he's very you know uh attentive uh, when it comes to the world around him he's very curious about the world around him whereas kratos is just like a you know he's being told by the the severed head that he's carrying basically you should you should listen to your son more you should try to uh you know uh actually uh you know try to understand him more and and that's what i like about the story so far um he's trying but you know how kratos is uh as the you know this this godfather figure yeah but uh yeah i'm just i'm i'm enjoying it um you know uh now the atreus has gotten some more uh, uh with his bow he's gotten some more uh you know uh techniques to use um and the fighting abilities are increasing uh and of course upgrading materials upgrading weapons upgrading you know the uh, the armor. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So the, and the land of the dwarves is really cool. So yeah, it's interesting. So I, and don't ask me to how to pronounce the names of these realms. I, <laughs> it, they're very, very difficult yeah. to pronounce. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm about maybe seven or eight hours in now. So it's been really fun. So Carl persona five Royale. You said, uh, I think I heard you, I, you on Twitter saying you're about 50 hours in now. Yeah, I have crossed the 50 hour mark. I don't yeah. know, like, progress wise, how far I am. So I'm not, like, trying to look for spoilers or anything. Mm-hmm. So, you, so I, you've I, done the first palace. That's <laughs> I'm, at the, I'm at the fourth palace. Okay. I don't know if that's where I should be at 50 hours or if maybe it just depends on how much time I spent cool. in between because you can delay doing that stuff. Well, it, it, it's also, yeah, it's like all the social stuff you can do and all the different uh, the side activities and, you know, getting the relationship values up with your fellow party members. You can really eat a lot of time in that. Yeah. And I guess you have to spend that time because if you finish the palace early, then you're just waiting for the event to happen. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. So... I'd have to say, like, Palace 3, the story around that, like, was not that interesting. It wasn't bad. I was just like, yeah, I'm like, whatever. It wasn't really, it wasn't personal in any way. And then you get back to the fourth Palace, and I'm like, all right, we're back to, like, something interesting, like, personal with a character. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that was a little dip in, like, the story there. But um, it's back, back to being, you know, where I expect it from what we've gotten early on. And... Um, I did play something else. I made it. I made it my business to uh, 
dive into something else that came out recently, and that's Pentiment. Okay, and we're going to be talking about that uh, shortly. But uh, how how are you enjoying it? So yeah, honestly, I, I really do like it. Uh, I was I was compelled to like you know how I said I jumped into Monkey Island, right? Uh, and I just like well, I just want to go back to Persona. After my first session last night with Pentiment, I was like, no, I feel like I could play through this entire game and then go back to Persona because I know this game's not that long. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I like about it is that like it feels like an RPG in the truest of sense. Like I wow. am playing the role of this person, right? Mm-hmm. And this person has he's a defined character, Andreas, but he, he's an artist, but he also has other background choices that you can make about like the things that he studied in school and where he studied. You know, and I think there's maybe one other choice. I forgot what it was. And those choices like give you different options in dialogue uh, choices mm-hmm. um and all of your choices seem to because i haven't gotten to too much but they seem to impact the things you can actually do in the game like some of the the choices or conversations you can have or like um the way you can influence someone it's so like the one example that i got to was like, i'm not trying to I'm, it's not really a spoiler but i'm not i'm not gonna like try to spoil anything and nothing i've really gotten to is really spoilers yet anyway i'd say oh. in the story but it's just about like there's this this um in the in the church there's like a nun who's like has is in charge of the books and there's some book that she asked for and they're supposed to burn it because it's like a book that i'm supposed to keep right but you can argue with her to keep it yourself and because of the choices i made and and in the dialogue tree and because of my background choices i was able to convince her to let me keep it and a little thing popped up that said that showed me like why kind of like the choices i made like how influential they were which was positive and negative yeah Yeah, and i was like oh that is interesting and it wasn't like it was obvious to me that this was something i could even do so that's what i really liked about it i was like i was just kind of playing the role of like the character I chose and the things I chose him to like, like I made him like, like he likes with books a lot, you know, mm-hmm. that was one of the choices. So I was like, yeah, my character would want to like save this book, you know? So I tried and, and I did. And I was like, Oh, I, I don't, I don't know why that's important, but it's just the way the mm-hmm. game sort of makes you feel with the choices. Like I feel like I'm, I am really interacting in this like sort of interesting, I don't know, like show almost like a, a well done TV show, you know? Mm-hmm interesting um so yeah yeah it's 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 you know there's not like it's it is just you know walking around the town and talking to people and having dialogue choices there isn't much else to the gameplay i've seen yet okay Um, but how those choices impact what you can do seem to be happening in the background and not making it obvious which i think is cool Um, so you don't really know like i feel like i could have things could have happened differently already but i'm not really sure because it just feels like organic and natural so yeah, it's it's uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. I want to get to uh, sort of the meat of the story, which I don't think I've gotten to yet. So we'll see. Cool, Burley. How about you? So for the games you've been playing, yeah. well, uh, I finished up Sonic Frontiers, and we actually have the reviews. Yes. we recorded, and that's up there, up on YouTube yes, and on Patreon. So right. please, everyone, check that out. Yeah, episode twenty-one of uh, the Arena Extra Take. Yes, so and, Sonic Frontiers gameplay breakdown. You can check that out. Yep. I will give you one quick spoiler. It is a better game than Gotham Knights. 
<laughs> uh, it's hard to believe, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, no, it, it, it is. It, it is. Yeah. In Burley's uh, mind, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, no, for all of you listeners and viewers, we'll leave that for you to decide. But anyway. So, yes. Uh, but before you buy the game, do watch the review because I do give you some recommendations and stuff. So yeah, just figured let people know on that. Uh, I keep going with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'm now on Chapter 6. Okay. And holy, the story has really ramped up. Okay. And the writing has improved a lot, so it's okay. it's got it's got me hooked. It's like, dang it, <laughs> I'm into one giant RPG. Another big another RPG just came out. I'm into it's like, uh, both hmm. on the same platform. And then we've got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I didn't yeah. get as much time as I'd like with it, but yeah. I am having fun. There there are problems and yeah we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about, about those yeah. i was gonna say we're gonna be talking about those later so i'll address it there right. oh you know really quick pentiment the uh the 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 writing in the game or the uh why am i, why am I losing the word here <laughs> um like the text all the different um the dialogue <laughs> scripture like written for the characters yeah mm -hmm. it's it's interesting because depending on the character speaking it's a different font that's the word i was like font, uh, right? oh, the font and it's and it's written differently and it's written as you're as they're speaking like it comes in like oh nice basic, and then it's yeah. written out and interesting stuff happens that's sort of like telling you something about the character like sometimes like one time it was like typed and weird like backwards i was like what the hell does that mean and then it like flipped and like changed <laughs> right. and i was like i don't know if it was like supposed to be like a translation like the guy was speaking a different language maybe but like my character knew it or so some of the people like the people who are are like not as educated have like a, a less uh have a much more sloppy right. handwriting to their to their fonts well, and when I looked at when I looked at the stuff. when I looked at the fonts, it, it seemed like some of the fonts were in in the Latin text. Uh, I'm sure, it yeah. could have been, yeah. So, sure. yeah. some they're very fancy and difficult to read, and I understand why there's a like an easy font option. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, no, I was going to say one thing. Last thing that was that was kind of interesting that I didn't realize. Like, there'll be mistakes in the in the writing. So, like, it'd be typos, like some things spelled uh -huh. wrong, and that seems to happen mostly with. Um, the less educated people okay. and and it'll it'll correct itself it'll like oh interesting it'll like clear yeah. out clear the the thing and, and, and uh, fix the typo as <laughs> nice. it's nice i'm like oh it's, it's fun that's little things yeah. going well, on with all that's of neat. Uh, yeah. yeah i like that and and for some reason whenever they say god or christ like mm -hmm. those they might say like god bless you or something it'll mm -hmm. write it won't write the god right away it'll it'll write the whole thing out and then it'll write it after and it's written in red and i'm assuming right. there's a reason for that i'm just not aware of like why well it's because like way. in 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 the biblical sense i mean uh christ's words are written in red like if in matthew mark luke and john okay. luke and john for example you'll you all in in the bible you know if you scroll through the pages and you go to christ's quotes they're all in red so oh okay okay so there you go so they're just trying to be like accurate with the with the way it's written and it right. happens after i assume because it's like you would write with one pen and then you have to take out a different one <laughs> right in a different color so yeah. that's probably why it's done that way okay cool. interesting like that. Yeah. yeah well let's get to our uh discussion for the week so of course uh carl is talking about pentiment 
and uh, the developers and uh, you know the publishers of Pentiment were talking about how this game would not have happened if it were not for Game Pass. And of course, uh, this is from an article I found uh, from KitGuru.net. So uh, yeah, the uh, you know Josh uh, Sawyer, Obsidian Entertainment, uh, he recently sat down uh, uh, with uh, a radio station and discussed the team's latest game. And he's talking about how it wouldn't have been possible to publish without Game Pass. And he talks about, for example, quote, the old mentality of publishers. This is from Josh uh, Sawyer. The old mentality of publishers and developers is generally focused on larger investments with higher ROI, which stands for return on investment. And that's not the point in this environment in this ecosystem, the Game Pass is the only way in which I conceive a pentiment uh, being viable. And then uh, he goes on to say, quote, for my own sake, making a game so different, I've completely shifted my thinking for pentiment. It is so unusual, so niche. It's for a small audience. And as long as that audience is into it, that's fine, In quote. So uh, what I want to talk about is, obviously, he feels that these smaller developers and, and uh, you know, the, the amount of money that they can put into these games, it basically, it seems like Game Pass is their savior in a sense that you know, they can be able to publish this and get a return on it. So my question to you guys is, are these smaller developers, obviously, as time goes on, they're going to have more money and they're going to be able to come out and publish bigger games. But the smaller developers and everything. I mean, is is Game Pass their their saving grace, so to speak? Is you know we're talking about you know pentiment and you know talking about words of you know uh, God or whatever. But uh, I mean, do you think that uh, yeah for for these publishers uh, it's it's due to Game Pass that they're you know they're able to 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 get these games published. Carl, I'll start with you because you're you're playing Pentiment right now. So. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something we've kind of heard before, like with Grounded being one that might not, it's like a really small team working on it, Obsidian, that they might have not been able to do that without Game Pass. And the other one also, which was um, Bleeding Edge, if you remember that one. Yeah, remember Bleeding Edge. Right, which wasn't a success, but, you know, like it wasn't, it's not like it was terrible. And yeah. uh, something that, again, they probably wouldn't have been able to do. And, and uh, indies, we knew that a lot of indies get recognition because of something like this right. that they might not have before. I mean, I think you can even look at PlayStation Plus Stray, like launching with that and being a game that they gave out, uh, you know, day one. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, wins, it gets nominated for all those awards if that wasn't the case. Yeah. I mean, because it got so much more attention than it would have gotten, you know, Pentiment wouldn't would be something that we wouldn't be talking about if this was just an indie studio putting this out on their own somewhere yeah it might have just been pc only or if it was on a on a console just probably would have been lost and you know maybe yeah some people smaller people like you know somerville came out the same day and no one's really talking about it man (laughs) no reviews reviews are not as good on that game but uh there was some talk of that game earlier and again because the game passed like there was yeah. some talk about it, but it kind of, you know, I do feel like when two games, I, I thought it was a mistake to put those two games out on the same day. Mm-hmm. And I think with all the buzz around Pentiment getting, you know, like tens out of tens from some places, 
yeah. uh, that kind of buried Somerville. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I think this is great for development because uh, I think a lot can be learned from these. And the people will always say that um, indie games is where a lot of the innovation is now. Yeah. So you can look at Obsidian uh, working on Pentiment and Grounded even, mm -hmm. and and they get to work on these smaller projects and play around with these new ideas. And maybe they learn something they wouldn't have, you know, learned in the process and they can apply that to a AAA game, you know, and we can get those sort of innovations uh, a little bit more uh, organically into our AAA games without having to sacrifice, you know, or lose anything. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, these people would have to work on um, just, they would have to work on a big AAA title, right? Like, they would be, yeah. you know, Obsidian would be asking for money from someone else if they weren't owned by Microsoft, right? And right. they would be have to asking for money for a specific large project that some publisher was interested in doing, and it, it wouldn't be Pentiment. Yeah. 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 Burley, your thoughts? I, I straight up agree with Carl on this. Like, if it wasn't for Game Pass, let's say the game did came out and it wasn't on Game Pass, I think either PC or console, this thing would just get it would have just got lost in the shuffle mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. so much else coming out and other stuff coming out around the same time with you know Pokemon coming out three days after this and other games coming just slightly before. I think this game would have got lost in the shuffle and yeah. no. No one would have talked about it with Game Pass. You're like, this does put this up a bit because, and Microsoft is, you know, just showing it off and Game Pass, um, and they're marketing with Game Pass and just showing it off and it's getting more people talking about it because people's eyes see it and be like, oh, this is an interesting art style. I should try and I should check this game out. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, Game Pass is what everybody's talking about, but I mean, other subscription services as well as like you were mentioning, Carl, with like PlayStation Plus and, and a game like Stray. I mean, so you have a lot of these smaller games mm -hmm. that they're they're looking to, to, to be on the subscription service to get to get, uh, you know, uh, to as get many shown. eyes on. Yep. To get the eyes uh, from from gamers and from, you know, the, the media on it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, uh, kind of uh, in the air about subscription services. But in this case, I mean, especially for these smaller developers and, you know, that want to uh, grow and become bigger and to, to make bigger, maybe triple A titles in the future. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, a subscription service like Game Pass is, is you know, something they can capitalize on. So. Definitely. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on. So next up, uh, we've we're going to talk about the Game Award nominees. Uh, of course, uh, this last week, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got we got all of the nominees in. So we're going to be talking about that. And uh, obviously, uh, oh, I actually want to get that other one up there. Okay, so uh, from Gamatsu, if you want to look at the article there, it shows every single one of the nominees. But we're just gonna we're gonna go through. Uh, some of them and and talk about uh, you know are we surprised are we not surprised and give our 
you know, prediction on what game is going to win that particular category, uh, what we think is probably going to win, and then our choice of what we think is going to win. So let's go ahead and uh, go to the first one here. So best performance. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Ashley Birch, of course, as uh, Aloy, you know, and uh, I, I I don't know, just who I think is going to win. I, I think Ashley is going to win. And that is my pick. I mean, I just, uh, you know, for the amount of dialogue that she had to produce for this game, to, you know, as Aloy again, with all of the specific dialogue choices, um. Yeah, I mean, and uh, she's very well known in the industry now. Uh, Christopher Judge, obviously, for, as Kratos. I mean, everybody knows him. Uh, uh, Sonny Soljic there, though. I mean, you know, as I think as Atreus. And uh, Manon Gage for Immortality. You know, I, that, that was a surprise to me. Uh, as well as, uh, of course, Charlotte... Uh, McBurney for, uh, of course, Amicia in A Plague Tale Requiem. But I I just think uh, of all of these performances, I think Ashley's as Aloy, again, was probably the uh, the strongest. Burley, what about you? What do you think in this category? Ashley, to me, is the strongest. I agree. She did, especially in Forbidden West, what she did with Aloy. Yeah. Uh, but I think the person that's actually going to win, I think it's going to be Christopher Judge. I just have a feeling that more people are going to pick there. Carl? Yeah, I I haven't actually experienced any of these performances. Uh, Other than, (laughs) I guess, guess Charlotte, uh, because I played the the previous Plague Tale. It's the same actress. Well, you Uh, played Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn, right? That's true, I guess. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. And you did play God of War 2018, didn't you? Yeah, okay, you're right. I I, I did experience these people. (laughs) Yeah, Um, except for Man Engage in Immortality. Yeah. So So it's just, I I can't tell you who who I think should win, who I think might be picked just based on, you know, what's going on out there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, did Christopher Judge win before? Uh, this is what I'm looking at. Like, who's won before? Who who, who are who are the voters going to think like? Oh, like these people have had accolades, and maybe we're going to give it to you know, maybe Man Engage wins because that performance is great, and and right. it's a it's an indie yeah. thing, right? And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's give her you know some some recognition, or maybe Charlotte because you know people don't really know her as well, but she right. did a great job in in those games. She's holding up with right. you know some of the best. Sunny, I think, is probably not going to win. Just, nah. you know, I feel like a lot of people aren't aren't don't really particularly like Atreus uh, personality, well, although like supporting yeah. performance, I guess. Yeah, yeah, would be. Yeah, he is Atreus, right? I'm assuming. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, uh, I would assume. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. So next up, let's talk about uh, best narrative. Now. Of course, there were some people out there debating whether or not Elden Ring should be in the narrative category. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we got Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality. I honestly, I think, I think it's probably God of War Ragnarok is going to win this one. But if I had to choose, I would probably pick a Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, 
for its story uh, about the brother and sister. Uh, that's just me, but uh, 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 you know, Horizon Forbidden West. I mean, it's it's an interesting story, but it's just uh, kind of like God of War Ragnarok. It's carrying over from the, the previous game. You know, uh, well, it's the same, is, same with a Plague Tale. <laughs> yeah, let me finish, Burley. Uh, as well as a Plague Tale Requiem. But, I mean, just the brother and sister dynamic here and of the historical aspect of the game as well. Because, you know, this this is in the 14th century and, and what was going on there um, in Europe at that time. So, yeah, to me, I, I would pick a Plague Tale Requiem. So... Carl, how about you on this one? Uh, again, I have to go just based on what I think is ha- going to happen. Word of mouth, you know, where I think this could go because I haven't played any of these. So, yeah, I mean, I think... And, and also, personally, I think I think Elden Ring doesn't belong in this category. I want to put that out there. Um, it has a narrative, of course. Like, it, there is a narrative. I'm saying that it can't be yeah. considered. But yeah. um, from everything I've heard about these, these game and the other, you know, souls games i've tried that are similar like i i don't think that it's a representative of the best narrative across all video games that came out in the year like i just i think that they could have put something else in there elder ring will win plenty of other stuff like it doesn't need to take this category and i don't think it will um so like god of war ragnarok is probably the favorite um and i'll give the outside chance to immortality if enough Okay. These voters played it, and it's it must be it must be a really interesting narrative if it's if it's getting this award, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. or not narrative. Well, I say that, but then I said oh, the ring doesn't belong there, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, but immortality I know is 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 about narrative, right? That that that's what makes that yeah. game special is narrative. Yeah. So yeah, Burley. Um, yeah, Elden Ring it does belong to be up here. The narrative it has narrative is not very good. In my my opinion, because like you you can miss key moments of the narrative if you didn't explore down this way of the map and talk to this random NPC. This like there's so much stuff like you can just easily miss in that kind of narrative, and I really don't like that because it's like you, oh I didn't explore this one little thing, so I missed the main part of the plot that would explain nine nine other things. Oh good. <laughs> uh, God of War, I haven't played, but I have a feeling that might be the favorite to win. But out yeah. of the games I have played, I have played Plague Tale Requiem, I got to go Horizon for me. Okay. Mortality, I do need to try. Yeah, me too. I haven't had a chance to play that yet. Yeah, and that one's on Gate Pass. I could, I, yeah, I could try that. All right, next up, Best Indie. Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, Tunic. Uh, honestly, I've only played Stray, uh, and, uh, that's the one I would pick <laughs> because that's the only one I've played. Um, I, I don't know too much. I mean, I guess the dark horse maybe would be Tunic, um, in this, I, I think Stray is probably going to win. Um, but, uh, I, I, I that's just me. I, I think probably my choice would be Stray. I think it'll probably win. I don't know. Burley, what, do you, what about you? Indie category. I think what will actually win is actually Cult of the Lamb. 
this game has taken a life of its own like on twitch and all that and a lot of people and like people's communities and stuff this thing is huge and it, it, i just have yet to play it because i gotta buy it and then it's just a matter of hey when am i gonna make time for this between the other five games i'm going through <laughs> yeah uh, uh, neon neon white have not played sifu see like this one's a hard one because like i've played sifu stray and tunic it's mm-hmm. like all i really enjoyed but for me i think i think i give it to sifu because mm-hmm. i'd love to see this game win because it was just such an interesting with the whole aging system and all that it was such a cool mechanic mm-hmm Carl, how about you for indie? Uh, I, I think they nailed it with these nominees. Like these, these are definitely the indies of the year for sure. Like these are the ones that got the most talk, mm-hmm. and that were the most you know interesting and were doing you know cool things, right? As far as you know, gameplay and art. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I think is going to win is Stray, simply because it's nominated for so many awards and it's not going to win Game of the Year, so. No, <laughs> if if you think it if you think it's potentially game of the year, then it's definitely the best indie, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously. obviously um, so yeah. yeah, so that's why I think it's going to win indie for sure. Um, personally, like, I only played Tunic, and I love Tunic. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and um, I think Cult of the Lamb is another one that like I really want to try. I've heard a lot of things about it. Like I'd be interested in that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next up. Best ongoing game. I mean, should this be your category? I don't know. Just no, I don't think so. I mean, it's like no. you know, it's just ten years later, the same game has been nominated year after year after year, and in some of these games, like you know, it's been nominated kind of like year after year, like Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. I man, I I mean. I know a lot of people play Apex. I know a lot of people play Fortnite. Yeah, uh, Destiny Two still has its you know uh, you know players out there. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I think that one won last year. I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Genshin Impact. I would say would be the dark horse here. Would probably win it. Uh, you know, um, it's a Chinese developed game. It's pretty popular around the world. Even out here in Japan, it's it's widely popular. Um, I don't know. I would probably pick Genshin Impact on this one. Carl, you think it's best yeah. ongoing I mean, game? Yeah, it is. I guess a little rude for us to all be like, no, this shouldn't exist because I do understand why it exists. Like, so many people yeah. play these games, right? And these games are always adding content, and it's not like that content yeah, doesn't course, have, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, value to be awarded, right? Like, you know, whatever, you know, art, gameplay, you know, whatever, anything, that aspect of it, story even. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's just, it's just tedious because every year it's like, it's always seems to be the same games every year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't have my finger on the pulse of like any of this type of stuff to tell you what I think, which, which one is the, the buzzing game right now? Which one is like, you know, just, coasting along as it always does or which one you know i don't know had an uptick because you know additional great content i have no well, idea destiny 2 maybe i i, I don't know feel like, like everything I else said, like i said from what, what i they know, always do from what i know i mean the, the genshin impact is you know 
know, maybe yeah. I feel like seconds. I feel like Genshin is just doing what Genshin does, you know, and releasing new waifus all the time, right? That and content. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So. Well, they had they had Aloy in the game. Yeah, yeah they, they did. Got, hey, that's she's she's a potential waifu, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, there are some Japanese streamers out here, you know, like on Twitch, and they they kind of uh, they comment on, you know, they try to make the game look like, uh, you know, Japanese, the Japanese style, like temples and things like that in certain areas, and they're like, no, that's not how it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's still it's popular, uh, and it's popular, you know, everywhere pretty much. So I don't know, I don't know. Burley, what do you think? Uh, I think. Genshin has a good chance of winning it, but I think Final Fantasy XIV will take it again. Again, okay. Yeah, I I don't know why. I think with the latest expansion and just the amount of people that are just always I hear that are still playing this game because this game's been out for like I think it's getting close to like eight years now. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so next up. Best art direction. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. <sighs> I I don't know, man. Uh, this is a tough one. I, I like Scorn's art. I really do. Um, Stray is, is really cool as well, the art style in the game. I Just me personally, I think I would pick horizon forbidden west in this one i mean just uh the landscapes in the game and and where you are so beautiful and uh you know realistic looking um and then of course with all of the you know the machines and the new machine styles that they put into this second game um god of war ragnarok it's beautiful too but i i think horizon forbidden west looks better i really do that's just me um elden ring I've never played it, so I don't know. Um, so for me, I, I would choose Horizon Forbidden West in this category. Uh, Scorn could be a dark horse, though. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's just my pick. Burley, what about you? Art direction. Yeah, that they all. The, the thing is, this one's a little hard because they all have different, you know, art styles and all that. So this yeah. one's a really kind of hard one, like. Elden Ring, it does have good. I, I, I'm going to give the game a little praise here, so I know this is going to shock some people. The the the, uh, the, the, the art in in some of those areas it is beautiful, as like a damaged mm-hmm. wasteland or what whatever you're going into some of these areas. So it is really good. Uh, God of War, from what I've seen, I, I haven't seen too much because I'm trying to stay away until I get my copy in. It look, looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Horizon, oh. Like, I remember I playing that on my 4K TV. It was like, oh my god, it's breathtaking. Especially like when you do some of the under the, the underwater sections. Yeah. Oh, it's just and just like that. just when there's the sunrise and the sunset. I mean, it, it looks like a real. I mean, a, a real sunrise and a real sunset. I mean, it's just so beautiful. You know. Yeah. So S- Sc- scorn, really interesting art style, and then stray is really good for the art. For me, I'm I'm gonna go Horizon, but I, I have a feeling God of War is gonna take this. Carl, 
your thoughts? Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go with what I think uh, will probably win this category, and I think it's gonna be Elden Ring. Yeah. I think it, this is one good. of those character categories where it's gonna it's just gonna take it because mm-hmm. people are so enamored with that game, and and a lot of it has to do with the the art, right? The the very interesting designs of of all the enemies, of all the locations. Of the world itself in that game and i've seen some incredible looking things in that you know yeah in that so yeah i think that's going to be the one that's gonna like you know so, so i feel a category you know like elder rings you know we know is going to take home a, a couple i think this will yeah be okay okay next up best role-playing game <laughs> right, carl i'll let you go off on this one yeah uh, elden ring you know. live alive or live a live, live alive. I guess I would call it Pokemon Legends I, yeah. Arceus. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, live alive. I think, I think it's live alive from live alive. I, okay, yeah, live, yeah, live, live alive, live alive, live alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, I, live but alive. I had, to, okay. I had to like hear them say it in like a commercial yeah. or an ad. Or yeah. So yeah. So uh, apologies to the publishers. Yeah. If I'm if I'm you know just uh, you know destroying yeah. this, but like I'll say live name. alive. Yeah. Live, live, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, I have not played any of these games, so uh, I will I will abstain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, gonna I will abstain from this one. Who do you think is going to win? You got to have a... a okay, you know, uh, if back. I had to pick, uh, I would probably say Triangle Strategy. Uh, wow, I, mean, I, would, I would love that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know... It's an RPG. I mean, you know, and it's very popular. Uh, it was popular when it first came out, and it still is. So, yeah, I guess I guess Triangle Strategy. Uh, Burley, go ahead. Who, who do you think is going to win this one? Or who do you think is going to win? What's your pick? Who's going to win? Elden, because you got the diehard fans on this. Uh, the one I would love to see win is Triangle Strategy, because... I, I, I love Xenoblade, but Triangle Strategy, that combat and the, the in-depth with all that and the class system and all that, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that was just so good. Yeah. Okay. The story, too, op- I really enjoyed Yeah, story, so I was going to say your story, your choices really do matter and do affect the thing and do mm-hmm. affect who you have in your party and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, that—that that is a game I need to go back and get the true ending. Mm. Yeah. Carl? Yeah, I mean, I do think Elden Ring is going to win this one, and and like really, I, I want, I would love Triangle Strategy to win. That would be my pick. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's a it's a the role playing category is, is interesting now because there's so there's such a wide variety of what is a role playing game. Like Elden Ring yeah. seems to be something very different from all of these three, or sorry, yeah. five <laughs> from the mm-hmm. other four. There, mm-hmm. um, I kind of feel like you know, they could expand RPG into two categories. Like, like you have action game and action adventure game. Like mm-hmm. you, maybe you need to have like action RPG and, you know, traditional yeah. RPG, you know, well, so you would have like live alive Pokemon triangle strategy and some of the stuff. And I guess, you know, blade is more actions without the ring. Well, you know, it's a category that they should have, but then, you know, then every other country that makes a game would say, well, then they should have one for their country as well. It should be JRPG. Which is why I didn't yeah. say that, because, like, yeah. I just said, like, more traditional, which I really, I mean, turn-based. Mm-hmm. But that is, yeah. th- there's a yeah. variation in that. 
Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, because there are, this is very console centric uh, awards, obviously. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I played. Or the yeah. five games are on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. It's like I played Expeditions Rome earlier this year. And that was that was this year. I think that could be nominated for best RPG and um, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. Yeah, uh, I think definitely should be nominated for best role playing game. And well, it was it was nominated for best PC game well, in the Golden Joystick Awards. Don't you think they should split the categories into Western RPG and Japanese RPG JRPG like well, no, traditional no, RPG? Because- because those two I mentioned are are turn based, mm-hmm. you know, tactical RPGs that I okay. would put in the same category. Well, very obviously in the same category, get trying strategy. Well, but, then there should be a turn based uh, category then. Turn based yeah, games, right? Yeah. If you want to make it that clear, it's like action yeah. turn based, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, like Live Alive is a different type of turn based, and like Pokemon yeah. and Live Alive versus Triangle Strategy. But you know, yeah, you mm-hmm. don't need to get into the depths of that, right? There's other games mm-hmm. that could be right in this type of category and separated different ways. Cause like so many games people want to say, like, I mean, I heard people saying that horizon from forbidden West was an RPG and I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. But uh, if you wanted to call it one, it would definitely be an action RPG like Elden ring. Yeah. You know, more yeah. than anything yeah. be in that category. Yeah. Okay. So next up best multiplayer call of duty, modern warfare two multiverses overwatch 2 splatoon 3 teenage mutant uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge i think i think uh i know modern warfare 2 is probably gonna win but my dark horse would be splatoon 3 um you know it's uh it's it's hugely popular out here in japan um whether or not it's hugely popular out west i don't know but uh I mean, yeah, I think uh, the majority of, of gamers are probably playing Call of Duty still, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think probably Call of Duty is going to win. Carl, what about you? Multiplayer? Yeah. I mean, like it's not TMNT. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's on there. Like, I like that game, but like, does it deserve to be nominated for any of these awards? No, not at all. Like, it's, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a good nostalgic game like <laughs> a burly um, there yeah <laughs> who now you know who's who's gonna win i mean based on you know who's voting and stuff like i don't think hot is winning um then the, the three in the middle there you know multiverses overwatch 2 and splatoon 3 i mean i don't know i think it's a toss-up i, I maybe overwatch 2 i mean i think a lot of people are like pleasantly surprised and, and happy about yeah. that game yeah but um it's hard to say yeah burly uh, I think I think I think Call of Duty will win it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Overwatch Two took it. Uh, Splatoon Three, I think, will is going to get a fair amount of votes. TMNT, I'd love to see just win because it just being the smaller game here, just coming in. But uh, I, I get with Carl saying, who's going to vote for that? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, weird. it's weird that it's even there. I mean, like, you, yeah, you, it, it, you technically could have put Halo Infinite on there because it was not. It was eligible this year, <laughs> but 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 Halo Infinite's not good. Well, a lot of people like are unhappy <laughs> with the uh, yeah, like the the they, 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 and content drops, they, but the, the quality of like hey, when you're playing the game is like really good. You know? Yeah, well, you you finally just got the ability in multiplayer just to get XP without having to do stupid challenges. 
I, I think they do. They were like, we cannot put Halo Infinite here, or we're just gonna get laugh. Yeah. So they I just put think, turtles yeah, instead. Was, I guess if we get it, well, all right, let's go. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. Next, best action. Mm-hmm. Here, so okay, I'll, I'll talk about it again because we were just bringing up. Yeah. Um, Halo. So yeah. this is where I would have put Halo Infinite. Like I okay. would have kicked, get rid of Teenage Mutant mm-hmm. Turtles again. Like doesn't belong there. Yeah. You know, f- f- fun game again. It's Ooh. fun. It, it's fun game, but it's like it's just a simple beat 'em up that's like very nostalgic and like it's not the best action game of the year at all in any way. Like it's not it's not great. But pizza like, gameplay. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just it's just a fun like yay like I get to mash buttons with my friends and feel like I was a kid again. You know, like here's another category that they should create: best retro game because every year games are getting older and older and then they could be put into like a retro category i mean tmnt could be like a retro retro revival yeah exactly yeah but like as action games go like you know halo infinite um when you're considering the the campaign should definitely be in this category Mm -hmm. and i i would say people just forgot about it or or a lot of the outlets voting they voted on halo infinite for their awards when they last year and there were places that many places put it as game of the year and and it won game of the year i forgot which which publication someone someone you know someone gave it game of the year last year so i i do understand why it's not there just because that's just the nature of the way this award show is is timed right right right. but i feel like there's probably another action game that belongs on this that's more significant than tmnt yeah but i think uh i think bayonetta 3 wins this one no no i no no sifu could win sifu could win those are those. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'd probably give it to Sifu, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Burley, how about you? Oh, I would give it to Sifu. Call of Duty here. Eh. Neon, oh, neon, white yeah. I, I, neon White, I need to check out. Bayonetta 3, I'm, I've been interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got to try all the other Bayonetta games. But I, mm-hmm. I, out of the one I did, well, the one of the two that I did play, Sifu is the the best because it actually does some original things with it with the whole aging and with the weapon system and stuff and the shortcut pass and all that and the more yeah. you play it the better you really do get yeah okay all right so those are some of the so the nominees and uh we're going to be talking about the game of the year one later uh but next can i go- one comment i want to make about these uh, was interesting that I think people were talking about, which was best fighting game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, Sifu was nominated for best yeah. fighting game. Yeah. Yeah. And it is not a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why it's there. It's 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 nominated for somehow for best action and best fighting game, but um, it's yeah, it shouldn't be in the fighting game category. Okay. Yeah. I, I I assume it won't win because it's not a fighting game, but uh, you know, just just thought I needed to throw that out there. That that was a, a weird thing that they did. Okay. I don't know if you guys uh, have a, a thoughts on that one. Well, there's fighting in the game, mm-hmm. but it's not the traditional fighting type of game, kind of like Street Fighter or anything like that. So no, no I, in most video games. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I I do I do agree with Carl here. On that yeah. it it shouldn't have put put there um 
Okay. Hopefully, hopefully one of the other fighting games wins. Sorry, I just had like a massive brain fart. <laughs> well, that's because uh, Burley is uh, trying to think of all of the bugs he's encountered in Pokemon Violet, <laughs> which he's playing uh, right now. And of course, our next topic before we get into the game of the year discussion, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are full of glaring technical problems. So I knew you were going to bring that image back. Of course, yeah, yeah. So uh, you can uh, take a look at uh, all of what they comment about with the bugs and the technical problems over on IGN. So probably video viewers, the article is there below. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, they've been updating uh, a lot of people on like Twitter and showing their situations where they you know run into crashes or bugs and things like that and. Uh, yeah, and there there was a day one patch, but that didn't fix anything. Uh, you know, when it came to uh, the games, uh, so I mean, I'm sure there's probably going to be more patches coming in the days and weeks ahead. Whether or not that's going to, uh, you know, completely fix the games, we hope so. But uh, I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to throw it to you, Burley, because you're playing Violet. Uh, what have you encountered so far? Okay, so. What I've encountered, and it, it's just it is poorly, poorly optimized, and the engine they've they've been keep using is just horrible. Because mm -hmm. I've heard people be like, "Well, it'd be better on better hardware." It's like that would help. I'm not gonna lie, but you could have games run like Xenoblade Chronicles Three with the engine that's using runs great, smooth, and all all well. Mm -hmm. This is just like the engine they're using is horrible. They they really need to revamp their whole engine that they're using. Go to another engine. I like I don't know what engine they're using, but you, you need to ditch it. Is it the it's, same engine that they used on Pokemon Legends Arceus? Uh that that I don't know. That that'll be honest. I don't know which engine they, they are using and if it's the same as Arceus. Of like Sword and Shield, let's go. Pokemon Legends Arceus and Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet runs the worst. I've had a lot of stuttering, and it's just you, you can't unnotice it. And then there are points where graphically the game's quality goes really down. It's like this is this is not good. Like I, I've seen some of the stuff of people falling through the floor and just weird animations. And the really bad stuttering on catching. I haven't had the stuttering on catching, but like you'll just be talking and the characters will do a little walk for their like cutscene kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like they'll start walking and then just stop and then start. It's like, oh my God, this is just really poorly optimized. And it just seems like Nintendo was like, ah, fuck it. We need a holiday game out. Yeah, that's what you because, were saying earlier. You were saying that they just they be, you know they because they didn't have a holiday game planned, they just decided okay, let's get two Pokemon games out in one year because Arceus came out in what January or the beginning. Of yeah, the yeah, year. yeah, it came out yeah. uh, January twenty like fifth right? or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it they're like, uh, we need a holiday game. Let's just throw uh, Scarlet and Violet out there. You yeah, know. in my personal opinion, I think you should have put Arceus in, in November. Because the thing is, now this this is going to take over. Arceus is going to be forgotten. I, I haven't played too much in a Violet, so I can't tell you how much it's going to take from Legends Arceus. I love there are certain aspects of Legends Arceus I really did enjoy. Yeah, 
This yeah. I have some stuff I do like, like on the actual map when you push push the map button, it will show you in the area you're at what Pokemon spawn there. So I can yeah. see on the map. Okay, if I want to catch a Ralts, for example, there's mm -hmm. there's Ralts in this area, so I know I can walk, and you can uh, tap and mark them, and it'll give you the generic area of where they spawn, so you can walk to. Carl, do you any comments on the technical issues or anything? I mean, it seems mention? like it's a real shame because from everything I read and I've heard about this game since you know it's released and from reviews and everything it does sound like it's possibly one of the best pokemon games that they've ever made yeah <laughs> with the exception of that the performance is awful and there's some pretty terrible graphical glitches and bugs going on yeah um and it's it's that stuff is, is kind of avoidable like obviously you know sometimes you got to put your game out, but like, there's really no reason they had to put a game out. Like they, they already had a Pokemon this year. Like you said, like um, there's no reason they need to rush like yearly annual Pokemon releases. I don't, I get like, it, it's a moneymaker, but like, I don't, they could, I don't understand the need for that. Like in Japan, they could bring it out at the end of March because that's when the school year ends here. And then you have like two weeks, you know, of, you know, break time where kids would just be all over this game. Oh, yeah. um, so they could have they could have pushed it back to to March out here, you know. Yeah. But no, it sounds like story elements are better than ever. You know, mm -hmm. um, gameplay adds good stuff from what I hear. You know, the open world is good from what I I've been reading and seeing. So yeah, yeah I mean, like it, it's gone in a direction that people wanted, but like you got this messed up version that that doesn't look. That honestly, like visually, also just doesn't look very good. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually like watching something where a commercial came up, like a, I was streaming something and, and a Pokemon commercial came up and it's on my 4K, you know, 55 inch TV. And I was like, this looks terrible. This looks like a mobile game, like blown up on my TV. <laughs> like this doesn't look very good. And, and so, you know, I, I maybe this game comes out, maybe they do like a, you know, an ultra ultraviolet and uh ultra oh please scarlet no. <laughs> right and no no listen you're gonna want that right because when oh, yeah. the switch pro or two comes out like soon they'll launch it with that and it'll be like the ultimate version of this game and it'll look so much better it won't have any of the bugs and it'll be like the best Pokemon game ever, ever made possibly yeah, yeah it's a, you're, you're you're having way too much faith this is something because like <laughs> yeah. I, I i've been a been a fan of the series since since a young kid since it came out and it's like they have gotten so lazy with this series they have really gotten lazy with this and the problem is we the consumers we've been putting up with it and keep buying it we need to start holding them accountable and being like no we're not gonna we're not gonna just give the money on this because yeah. that's the only way i think they're honestly at this point they're gonna change if if after Scarlet and Violet, the next game they throw out tanks, then they have to, you know, they have to put the effort that this series makes so much money between the games, the trading cards, all the merch and all that. It's like this thing prints money. Could so you just imagine? Could you just imagine what like 10, 15 years ago, like the execs at Nintendo would have thought if they saw this game in the state that it's in? They would have never let this game come out. Oh, I mean, because well, I can... back in those days, like uh, Miyamoto and and in the early days mm. of Nintendo, you know, the, I mean, the, the, you know, the, they ne would never come out with a game with any bugs in it. 
I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I don't or, know what's, or, or, I, I don't know what's, you know, uh, running through their minds right now, but, uh, yeah, I think they need to kind of, uh, reevaluate the situation and go back to the way things used to be and say, no, it's not going to come out till it's ready. Uh, you, you know, I, I do understand what you're saying, but you got to remember Nintendo doesn't own Pokemon outright. They, they own one third they of it. They, yeah, they share ownership of this. So yeah, yeah. That's probably why it doesn't have the same quality standard as, right. as right. other Nintendo games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, they, yeah. It's, I mean, they're the, the Nintendo's name is all over it with the publishing, but yeah. It's, yeah. And, and again, cause it's only on Nintendo consoles. So that's, yeah. But they get that association, but you know, Someone, you know, maybe maybe we need someone to come out there and uh, and then uh, you know pull the strings, you know. Microsoft. Come on, Miyamoto song, Miyamoto, get out there. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Microsoft <laughs> or or even Sony, I'll let them go for it. You know, so go out there and buy Game Freak and creatures and just just you know uh, yeah. make them make them put the proper effort and time into these games, and then yeah. you can get it on PC and one of the other consoles. Yeah, or take uh, like because uh, I've played the other games that are like have been inspired by Pokemon that are like. People call them the clones and all that, like uh, Koromon and the Neximons and stuff like that. Those people do a so much better job lately. They and they are but like they are budget price Pokemon games, but the the amount of effort mm -hmm. and the time and the love and care they put in, it's like frig. I would love for them to just come in, push Game Freak out and Creature Co. Push them all out and just let them do it because they had the budgets and all that and all that it would just be insane to see what they would do yeah or maybe they need to buy another studio like one of those and get them to do to split the time and dev time on pokemon games you know like how is game freak doing rcs and this game the same year like that coming on the same year that's i don't i don't know like it's yeah, yeah i know that they was completely other ends of the year but like there's just not the team isn't that big to do these type of games okay all right, guys, so let's uh, move back to uh, the Game Awards again. And, of course, our discussion uh, falls to Game of the Year, of course. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. My pick of the year, just my personal feeling, what I want to win is Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I love that game. I love the... You know, the the world. I love Aloy. Um, yeah, it's just an amazing game. I really like it. A Plague Tale Requiem uh, is an amazing game as well. I'm still working on that as well as God of War Ragnarok. But God of War Ragnarok to me is still a lot like God of War 2018. Um, Elden Ring I've never played. And honestly... I don't know if I ever will, because that's not my cup of tea, those type of games. I mean, for all of you out there that play those games, I salute you. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that you have a lot of fun playing them. Uh, Stray. Uh, uh, interesting that it got on this list, uh, you know, uh, for game of the year. But I don't think it's it has a chance as well as Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, uh, yeah, so I what will probably win, we're going to talk about that later, but my pick is Horizon Forbidden West. Carl? Oh, I can't, I can't talk about what will possibly win. It's just right after this. Of course right you can talk this? about what will possibly 
No, because that's when when is that discussion? Do I gotta wait? <laughs> okay, yeah, because that is our topic of the show. You know? Oh, but, yes, uh, I'll wait. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. do that. We'll yeah, do okay. That so, but what is I'm your su- personal choice, though? I'm surprised that uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three there, though I thought it was a, a possibility. Um, I think that's that's interesting. Uh, Playtale Requiem, I'm happy to see that there because yeah. well, I haven't played this one. I, I've loved the first one, and I'm very the solo excited studios, to, yeah, yeah, to get into the second one. That'll be what I do after. Um, Persona, mm-hmm. that'd be Plague Tale. Um, I, and again, I haven't played you know, any of these. So I, I, I know. But, so yeah, I can't say, I don't want to talk about where I think what's going to happen. Okay. Um, what would I personally pick based on everything I know? Yeah. Um, even though it's not my cup of tea, I would, I would pick Elden Ring uh, simply because, I mean, it, it was a phenomenon, you know, and it, it, it's doing much more. It, it was the thing that everyone... It was the next step in that that genre that the the souls like game that people were looking for. Okay. Um, so I, I totally understand the love for that game. Um, I mean, I but if I played all these games, it would probably end up being you know Ragnarok, right, or or Plague Tale even. But. Okay. Burley. Uh, for 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 me, yeah, is Xenoblade? It's really surprising, but as Expat and I've said on, I think it was on the morning show, they probably put this up for the Nintendo entry. You gotta have <laughs> yeah. something for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, right. And, 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 people, and I thought people thinking like, oh, Kirby might be like, can't get that out of here. Get Kirby. Out no, Kirby. Cur- uh, Kirby. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Check yourself, sir. <laughs> Kirby in the Forgotten Land actually really does deserve. I like like Xenoblade, but Kirby should be up here. No, yeah. well, like a Plague the, Tale is like the Xbox, uh, you know, representative in this category it's here. Sort of, right? Yeah, yeah. Xbox PC. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Kirby should have been up here, but of these games that I've played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta give it to Stray. Wow. Okay. And like if you I I know this I know this one may shock a few of you, but you play the game like I played. I did everything. I went and got the platinum trophy. I did the time trial. Well, I didn't get the, the platinum. I played it though. Uh, I, I really I, enjoyed I did, it. I mean, you know, when you do everything and you really fully explore this world. Mm-hmm. Brother, you can vote for uh, mm-hmm. Kirby in, in the best Nintendo game. <laughs> also yeah, known as best yeah. family game. But yeah. yeah. Best Nintendo game. Because <laughs> like, Nintendo like, Switch Sports is somehow nominated for like best family game. <laughs> like, what? Even though that game didn't launch with everything, you had to wait three months to get the <laughs> final sport. <laughs> I don't know how, but all right. Okay, guys. So let's get to the topic of the show. So we know what our Game of the War nominees are, but come on, guys. We know there's only two of these games that are most likely going to win. Um, yeah, I would love to see Stray win, just like kind of like last year. It Takes Two was the surprise. And, you know, I, I mean, to see Stray win, it would be amazing. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. But the two games that are most likely going to win, God of War, Ragnarok, or Elden Ring. So our topic of the show, which one will win Game of the Year and why? I mean... Uh, Obviously, God of War Ragnarok is a late entry. You know, it just made the cutoff point, basically. Elden Ring, like Carl, you were saying, is a phenomenon. 
you know, it's that type of game from, you know, the Dark Souls, you know, genre that people were looking for. And it's got partially George R.R. R. Martin's name written on it. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think God of War Ragnarok, you know, it's, it got in there obviously, you know, cause of the Sony, the Sony brand, you know, Jeff Keighley, he's, he's, he's a big Sony, you know, fanboy. You know, as well as wow, but the game is. Let me let me finish. Earned, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. He's he, you know he's he's big into Sony, and of course you know Sony throws a lot of money when it comes to these game awards. You know, obviously it's the you know the the media that are nominating these games, obviously. And a lot of the media are PlayStation-centric media. So, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, which one is going to win it? Is it going to be God of War Ragnarok, or is it going to be Elden Ring? With uh, all of those uh, you know, uh, people out there that uh, are so infatuated with this genre. Carl, go ahead. What do you what do you think? Uh, which one wins, God of War Ragnarok or Elden Ring, and why? Like I've, I've said it all year, and I'm sticking to it. It's Elden Ring. Elden Ring is winning Game of the Year, and if you look at these two games, I think there's a, a parallel to be drawn between the 2018 year, where mm-hmm. it was Red Dead Redemption Two versus God of War 2018. Yeah. And these games have are in similar positions, right? But the other way around now. So, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 was the sequel that was better than the first. But in some ways, people still like the first better. There were things about that game that people were critical about. But it was still an amazing game. Absolutely worth, you know, winning that award. And then you had God of War 2018, which was an incredible reinvention of an amazing franchise that, that was doing things that, you know, people didn't expect for the franchise. Uh-huh. So you look at then these two and you have the same thing. You have God of War Ragnarok being the sequel to a great game that is also great, doing great things, improving on things. But from what I hear in the chatter, there's criticisms about, you know, the maybe some of the long-windedness of, of some of the, the segments of the game. You know, I, I don't know how the overall story plays out. Uh, I'm not really trying to look into that. So, um, but I'm sure it's a good story. I don't know. I don't know if people are looking at it as this game is definitively better than the previous game, but maybe slightly, right? Whereas Elden Ring is that new experience, right? It is. It is. We we took something that we've been honing and we made something. We added something to it and we made it like a, a unique, better version of that that people were looking for. Something that didn't didn't know they were going to get as good as it was going to be. Um, so yeah, I mean. I, I I just don't I just don't see how Elden Ring doesn't win this award. It is the the most talked about game for the entire year from the day it came out. Actually, before it came out, I would say even right mm-hmm. um, to the day it came out to, to still today, people talk about that game so much. And Ragnarok seems to be getting a lot of like it's great, but you know, like to it, you know, people people are like yeah, like, we knew it'd be great and we love it, but. It also has some, you know, criticisms that people are still like saying, like maybe it should, maybe it isn't a ten out of ten, maybe it's a nine, you know. Yeah. When did Bloodborne came out? What twenty 
14? I think, was, I think it was 2015. Sounds okay. And Bloodborne came out in February. 2015. Right? March. Yeah. March. March 20 March 24th, 2015. Right. And uh that game was similar in nature to Elden Ring in a sense. It's from from software, right? You know. But it didn't win game of the year. What it was a Witcher, right? Witcher 3. Won game of the year in 2015, I think it was, right? Uh, yeah, which I, I deserves it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. Burley, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, like Carl said, Elden Ring is gonna win it because <laughs> this game. Mm-hmm. Because I have played this game, I, I think I'm the only I'm the only one that's played this game. I put fifty hours into it. Yeah, and I had to stream this game. People on this game are like a cult that love this game. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, it's true. I, I, I'm not trying to, no, I'm not trying to be mean by this, but you right. cannot even criticize the game to them. You can't put out any freaking fault to the game, any little thing without them being like, no, you just don't understand. <laughs> like, I, I have literally had these conversations because I've said this game should have had cross play. No, shit. <laughs> what? It's an online focused game. Uh-huh. No. The multiplayer, the system doesn't work that well. The, especially on release, the multiplayer is pretty bad. Yeah. No, it's not. You're just not doing it right. Yeah. I would love to see God of War. From the people like my friends that I trust on it, they say, a lot of them say it is good. It is better than the first one. But there are still a lot of people saying, yeah, it's, it's like 2018. It's a great game. But... It's I don't I don't think it's got enough enough of a chance to beat Elden Ring because this game yeah. since it's coming out in like was it March I think Elden Ring came out it just dominated everything. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to make this unanimous. I I I, I think Elden Ring's going to win it. And the main reason is because God of War is already you know it's an established IP and this is a sequel. Elden Ring is not. Elden Ring is new. Yes, it's the same, you know, uh, Dark Souls type of genre, but it's new. And uh, I think that's what it's going to come down to. Um, yeah, that's just, uh, that's what I think. So I think we're all in agreement, yeah, that, uh, yeah, Elden Ring is going to win Game of the Year. So Yeah, there's usually got to be some sort of, I mean, generally in the year that, like, it depends on the, the nominees, but there's got to be some sort of special sauce, right? That that puts you over the edge for game of the year. Yeah, and like Elden Ring has that, and God of War doesn't doesn't necessarily have that, right? It, it's the thing you already know that's great. Um, and you look at last year as well. It takes two. Like it it was it was it had the special sauce, and it was yeah. doing something that other games didn't. Um, it did something unique, and 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 that that's what's gonna win you awards. Did Last of Us two win game of the year? I think. Or was it? it yes, it, it did. did. It did. It so. be, it ghost, which is not right. <laughs> uh, which, like, if you want to, yeah. I would just quickly say, like, Last of Us Two is is better in, in many ways than Ghost of Tsushima. But like, I understand the like you having a preference of of one over the other because they're very different well, games. Like, you could definitely yeah. like Ghost of Tsushima could be something you love way more than Last of Us because it's just completely different in the way they play. 
Well, I'm trying to think of a way God of War Ragnarok would win. Well, the, you have the the precedent of of Last of Us Two. Then, I mean, it's it's a you know the same story, uh, a continuation of the same story. So, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, but yeah. Does, but, does, yeah. does Kratos die early on to a golf club? <laughs> yes, he does. Spoilers. Does a hammer count as a golf club? Like, <laughs> yes. You play as no, Thor I, for I, I the rest of the game. Yeah. There you that'd go. Be cool. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah. No, you would play as a Treyas and no one would be happy. But... <laughs> you, um, you play as a Treyas for a bit, but Thor in the Thor sections, you see mm-hmm. Thor is so humble. He's so good. And every time you start going into battle for him, Kashmir by Led Zeppelin keeps playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember the other nominees for uh was it was it 2019? Was it for uh or no, maybe 2020. I don't know. Last of Us 2 and, and uh, Ghost. Ghost of Tsushima. Because, like, Ghost, I wouldn't say has that special sauce. And maybe I wouldn't say Last of Us 2 might not have it either. But it does It does for a particular fan base, I think. So Yeah. But Into the samurai going, samurai genre of, of games. Of that, or, yeah. yeah, but Ghost, the Ghost of Tsushima, it's, it's just, it's an Assassin's Creed game, right? It's like, we're doing the thing... <laughs> Right, we're doing the open world sort of thing that everybody likes, and and we did it, it well, right? We did it well, yeah. uh, but but again, I don't think it was doing anything like like it artistically. It was nice, right? But again, it, it, it wasn't like that next level of that. And it, the Last of Us Two it was like just excellence in every category. And you might not like the story, right? It, the that's, narrative I get it, was amazing. Right? Narrative, but like yeah. I I thought it was amazing, but yeah. Let's say that's the one thing that's your issue. Every other category, it is excellence. Right? And Carl, they're already talking about the third game. It's coming. I, will, I mean, it's. That. I would love to play it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 voice actress that uh, played uh, Maggie. You know, uh, she she's up for the third game. Uh, mm. You know, and yeah, I would not be surprised if it's already in like pre production and nobody's talking about it. Yet. They're keeping it under, you know, under, you know, well, lock and key. That, well, they're already milking it. They, they've re-put part one as a PS5 game. They're, 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 they're not stupid. They're going to milk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Milk this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's coming, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd be excited. I'd just love to see her and Ellie join up and, and uh, you know, make amends and uh, try to to f- try to figure out how to get the cure. You know, uh, that would be an amazing story. I think. Yeah, uh, we shall see. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully next year, <laughs> or hey, at the Game Awards, you know, some <laughs> surprise at Game Awards. You know, we'll you see know, we like the that, very little teaser or exactly, yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll see like some little uh, little set design or something from it. Like we did for the multiplayer. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So that was our topic of the show. So it's time to now talk about the upcoming new game releases for, of course, the week of November 21st through the 27th. So, uh, Carl, you're up first. Uh, your game. Uh, what uh, do we have this week? What is your pick of the week? I have Evil West, November 22nd, PC. PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, Series XS. A dark menace consumes the Old West, and solo or co-op. Fight with style and visceral explosive combat against bloodthirsty 
monstrosities. Eradicate the vampiric hordes with your lightning-fueled gauntlet and become a Wild West superhero. I mean, everything I just said there is just like, you know, just hype and awesomeness, right? <laughs> yeah. A lot of like, Van Helsing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, will this game be great, good? I don't, I don't know. Is this really going to depend on, on the gameplay? But uh, it, lo it looks like a fun, cool game. Oh, yeah. 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 What the heck was that? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, no, th th uh, this, game, this game looks like this is just going to be just, and I don't mean this to be derogatory, but just sit down, dumb fun action. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can see the skeleton, like, you know. You just in turn the... your brain off, just have these cool <laughs> weapons and just shoot shit and everything. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so... I think it's it was already out on PC, right, Carl? I think it was a September twentieth. It says here from the trailer that I downloaded. Yeah, I don't know why that from, trailer. That was that. for yeah. the PC version, but yeah, it's it's coming, yeah, soon for uh, for console. So yeah, alrighty. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it might have been delayed. I actually think it was delayed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it's coming out this week. Yeah. So yeah. All right, Burley, you're up next. What do you got? Uh, my pick of the week is Ship of Fools. Ship of Fools is a seafaring rogue-like co-op where you play the fools, the only creatures fool enough to brave the sea. The great lighthouse that once protected the archipelago is broken, and a storm of malice and corruption is coming. Together, you and your shipmates will jump aboard the Storm Shrider and make your... Sorry about that. <laughs> I had, I had just nice sneeze. sneeze there, Burley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ship of sneezes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, ship of sheets. <laughs> you and your shipmates will jump aboard the Star Rider and make your voyage across the sea. Man the cannons, ready the sails, and protect your ship from sea monsters over multiple runs. It's up to you to defend your home from the almighty Aqua Apocalypse. It's coming <laughs> Tuesday, November 22nd to PC. PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and maybe your smart fridge. I love the art style for this game. Well, the art style is very like Angry Birds type of type of art style when it comes to the like the characters in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's cute. It looks fun. I, I, uh... Yeah. All right. So yeah. next up, uh, I've got yes, Zero Sievert. Is a tense top-down shooter that challenges you to scavenge a procedurally generated wasteland, loot gear, and explore what's left of a de devastated world. When the odds are stacked against you, you'll need to do more than just survive. So it comes out uh, in early access for PC on November 22nd, next Tuesday. So yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, like uh, Hotline Miami meets. Uh, the that one game uh trying to remember the name of it uh that's really popular like in streaming and stuff uh among us yeah that's like <laughs> oh yeah so what do you guys think of this yeah it's pretty cool yeah, yeah oh, there's, I, a lot, there's a lot of elements going on to this that, that make it look like there's a lot of depth yeah yeah so zero yeah. sievert yeah yeah this this one i was actually considering when we were looking through the uh the the pick of the week, so I was like, I'm mm -hmm. looking through releases, and this one was what I was considering. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. 
So zero Siebert. Okay, so those are our picks of the week. Of course, uh, you can uh, go to releases.com. I will put the link down here below for you. So uh, every week, uh, myself and Burley and Carl, we uh, we make our picks of the week uh, from uh, the new games that are coming out. Uh, so for the week of November 21st through the 27th. So you can go to releases.com and see all of the new games coming out. All right, so Carl, you're up next. Uh, so uh, the second batch of November Game Pass games are uh, out or coming. So uh, what pass. do we have? Yeah. Game Pass, Game Pass. Game Pass, Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> we have already out. We have Pentiment and uh, Somerville. Yeah. yeah. And then we also have Dune Spice Wars, which is PC only, uh, mm -hmm. out as well now. Uh, Ghost Lore on PC and uh, Lapin, mm -hmm. uh, that is also out on, that one is on everything. Uh, Norco as well, already out, mm -hmm. uh, which says Cloud Console, but also this was already on PC Game Pass. So this is mm -hmm. the, the console version find, uh, first coming now. Mm -hmm. That we have on November 22nd, Gungrave Gore, day one on Game Pass. Nice. This is uh, on all all platforms there. Mm -hmm. Insurgency Sandstorm. Uh, this is cloud and console only, November 29th. Nice. We have Soccer Story, November 29th. Also, day one Game Pass. All three platforms. Uh, we have Warhammer 40K Dark Tide on November 30th. PC only, day one Game Pass. Not on Xbox because they delayed that version because they're bastards. <laughs> <laughs> sometime in the we don't know when next year on, on xbox game pass yeah well they're, they're waiting to get it right for xbox yeah, do you want right? do you want a pokemon scarlet and violet situation on the xbox version yeah right yeah okay and uh, yeah and that was it i, I also know it, i guess vampire survivors has a cloud uh with like touch controls i believe now as well yeah, I know Insurgency's been out on, on PC for a while. So uh yeah, it's been it's finally coming to console. I'm looking forward to playing that. So Yeah, I don't even I never I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> it's it's like Call of Duty basically. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think uh, you're either in Iraq or Afghanistan, I think it is. So uh and I I would really like to play Dune Spice Wars on console, but yeah, I want to try that on PC, I guess. So good stuff. All right. Right, so those are our uh, yep, Game Pass <laughs> games for the uh, you know, second half of November. So go ahead yeah. and uh, check those out if you have Game and Pass. And I guess also, yeah. right, Battlefield 2042 is coming to Game Pass. I don't know if they set a date yet. I don't know if that's... Uh, it's because next it's week, become, I think, yeah. Yeah, next week. And it's not, yeah, and that's is an EA uh, Play one, but it'll be on yeah. Game Pass. Yeah. Ultimate, only Game Pass Ultimate. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, so what are we going to be playing this uh, upcoming week? I'm going to be continuing with uh, God of War Ragnarok, as well as uh, splitting between that and uh, A Plague Tale Requiem. Going to continue with that as well. Burley, I imagine you're going to continue with uh, Pokemon, and uh, hopefully there'll be some new patches. No, I, I'm done with the Pokemon franchise forever. <laughs> <laughs> Good for uh, you. No. Man. Good for you. <laughs> no uh... <laughs> I got. I got to play. I bought Violet. I got to play it. 
Um, so I'll finish it, but I trust me when we do the extra take for this, if the rest of it is bad, I, I have no problem saying some of the stuff that I said earlier that we need to maybe stop giving game freak money. Well, just, just make a bug compilation for us and then we'll, we'll do the show and uh, talk about Uh, bugs. Do you you want a three hour video? I'm sure. No, just, just, yeah, the best, (laughs) the best, uh, 20 minute compilation we'll do. Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll see. Yeah. As I'm getting footage, but I'll be continuing on with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three. I'm on the second to last chapter and I'm really enjoying that. So I want to keep going through. Cool. All right. And Carl, I imagine uh, more Persona, and then after that, uh, Plague Tale. Yeah. yeah, well, I think I'm going to run through Pentiment, and then and then uh, okay, get back yeah, to right. uh, Persona after that, and then yeah, cool. Plague Tale. But they, I won't get, I won't be getting through that by next week. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you'll probably be into that to, into next year. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Persona. Yeah. I mean, I I did pretty good so far. I got to 50 hours. So I I guess yeah. I'm. I, am, am I halfway through? I, supposedly, that's what they say. So yeah, yeah it's it's easily Actually, over hundred it, it, hours. So. It, it's just like the Kingdom Hearts series. You're just about to get the title screen now. Yeah, so yeah. Fire, uh... I know people that have played it over two hundred hours. It's oh yeah, it's, no, yeah, just uh, yeah, no. You you can yeah. I, I can see you want to love it. Second yeah. playthrough, you know, New Game Plus or something, which I you know like Fire Emblem Three Houses. I put over hundred hours. Okay, so to end the show, our indie recording artist spotlight. So this week's spotlight is on Moon. Moon, a.k.a. Sire Twito, is a composer, arranger, producer, guitarist, and vocalist who, despite his youth, has already lent his talents to a number of high-end productions, such as the highly successful vocal ensemble The Voca People and Singolda and Friends. Moon's exceptional grassroots music features his signature guitar picking and passionate vocal style. From the title song of his album called Bomb, featuring Sapir Choval. So this has been The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, episode 112. I've been your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. We hope to catch you in the next one. So take care, everyone. Peace out. Choices, future came and left like